Attention, attention, this is Where Is My Sequel Control, and this book has officially made it to the party. Hello for the human life form and welcome back to my podcast. My name is Hazel and in this episode we will be going over the one, the only, most wanted. I have finished it after so long and I should have completed it way back. But now I finally have, you know, I should do an episode on it. And when the heck am I be coming back? So, you don't want to listen to my voice any longer than you should have to. So, I mean, let's go. Disclaimer! This episode, like all my other episodes, will contain spoilers. So, spoilers will be spoiled by British accent, with the addition of me having a cold. So, with that, let's get into it. Most Wanted. We all love it. But the fandom is crazy. Pixelberry is crazy. They are not giving this book, which the fandom loves, its sequel when they deliberately left it on a cliffhanger introducing the idea of a book too huh so you're telling me that you know the nanny affair is getting a sequel but most wanted isn't or at least they've announced the sequel for the nanny affair and most wanted it's been four years for most wanted god knows when the nanny affair is going to come out but probably in the next six months or so it's mad. It's insane. I don't understand why. There are the books people like, and then Pixelberry seems to be going off the books which I think are easier to produce. Books like Most Wanted probably are harder to make. You need more efforts, more storyline, more diamond scenes that, you know, actually mean stuff. Whereas with books such as Witness or My Two First Loves or The Nanny Affair, or Baby Bump even, they're short, easy books that they can make which don't require that much effort, but they can still get that out so they have something to give the fandom rather than giving us nothing. So I understand we should appreciate that they're giving us The Nanny Affair book too, even though it really doesn't make sense why the heck they'd be doing that but all in all where's most wanted book two we have waited four years right i think of four years anyways i'm pretty sure i wasn't even there when most wanted first came out it's it's mad it's insane i can't i don't understand it is very frustrating for me as a fan of the series to not know what comes next this book is on an indefinite hiatus, so obviously some people actually think I am Pixelberry, I am not, just putting that out there, so I can't tell you when Most Wanted is coming back, and for all I know, it's not, it's probably not coming back, and if it is coming back, still probably not for a while, so I think we have to grow up and accept that, and stop nagging Pixelberry for it in the comments of, you know, them introducing the next chapter of Queen Bee or something. Those posts are meant for that book or in the Choices Book Club. You know, when they discuss the recent chapters in the comments. They don't want people spamming them just about, you know, most ones. And we should appreciate the content they make. The problem is... Most Wanted, it is getting to the point where even I am a bit frustrated about it. I haven't played through mo- I hadn't played through the whole of Most Wanted for a while because I knew it's not gonna get the sequel anytime soon and when I finish it I'm gonna be left with as many questions as everyone else's. So at this point <clears throat> I'm considering sitting down, writing my own fanfic and done. I'm gonna see that I'm gonna take that as book two. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna care. It's 
It is absolutely mad. I... It's really frustrating for me. Because Most Wanted is such a good series. Then where the heck is the book two for up? Now... I'm guessing I'm discussing the sequel, which is probably why you guys are here anyways. But let's jump into more or less the storyline. Um, I liked the sort of element where you could play between, um, what's her name? Sam, I think, and Dave. I like how you can sort of sometimes choose which ones. They took like, the crown the flame aspect of it. Um, in, in more ways than one, they had the same way where they could switch between characters. You could choose which one you play does, but then also with the point mechanism that the crowd on the flame used. So with Most Wanted, you had Dave points and Sam points, and depending on how many you had, you can unlock certain scenes. I think also if you had diamonds, you could use diamonds for rather than, you know, use the points. But me, I did not use many, I did not do many diamond scenes. I did some, but not all of them. So sometimes I was lacking some points. But most of the time, I was just keeping up with it, which I'm pretty proud of. I think, you know, I did pretty well with Most Wanted. Um, but, you know, Most Wanted, it's a story which I started playing two years ago. I played the first chapter on a dark and stormy night to get some diamonds so I could do some diamond choice of rules of engagement or something. I never went back to it. I played two chapters, maybe a bit later on. Then I left it. I restarted the book about a month ago. And since then, I've been slowly making my way through it. I have been trying my best to play through this book. Play through chapter by chapter. Get the story right in my head. And try to understand my opinions for it. So, Most Wanted as a whole was a good book for me. Some things were a bit weird, but I have to say, I know it's a really random thing, but Jack Nicholson, I think, would make a perfect John Tull if they were making a movie adaptation of this. I mean, because Jack Nicholson has such an amazing range. You know, from playing Colonel Jasper, A Few Good Men, he's got that very angry era. From playing, um, I forgot his name, but the main character in The Shining, or I think he's the main character. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I want to, though. So, you know, you've got that there. He's got this amazing range, very capable of acting psychotic and crazy, but then also has a very serious side that he can act. So I think, you know, John Tarle actually is an amazing character. I think from the beginning, um, I thought, in terms of Haley and Tarle's relationship... I was pretty certain that um, he was a sort of stalker, but I knew there had to be a reason behind it. So, I mean, look at me, I'm the next most wanted MC, aren't I? But with that, you know, when I read that scene with the shrine in his trailer, <laughs> the chapter of Queen Bee with Benji had just came out. So I was there thinking, does Pixelberry have a thing for creepy guys with shrines? Because at this point, it seems like an epidemic, just putting that out there. <clears throat> yeah. So with um, the characters, let's go characters, why not? Let's go John Tull first, because he's probably my favorite character of the book. 
he is so funny. Well, not funny, but he's got this amazing character arc. He, <clears throat> like, he even acts psychotic, even though at the beginning it was just an act. He pretended to be a murderer so his daughter could get away with it. And, you know, since he did do that, let's, let's talk about what would happen if he did frame Haley. If he did frame Haley, I don't think any of this would have happened. I think Haley, you could tell that it was not an accident, but it was sort of she wouldn't kill people again. I don't think that would be the case. I don't think she would, from what I understand of the story. So if she had been the one going to prison, she wouldn't have killed um Sam's boss or anything or whatever their relationship was. Um meaning that Sam wouldn't have met Dave which means this whole good character relationship depth would never have happened. So, um, John Tell being the main antagonist for this book is a very, very good decision on Pixabary's part. Um, but yeah, going back to just generally John Tell's character in general, he, he's got this amazing character. It's really well formed, really well put together. You've got his family and he's got reasons behind the action that he makes, which sometimes as choices villains, they seem evil for the sake of being evil. They don't have reasons. They don't have personal good reasons to be evil rather than just being hired to do that. So I think it's very good, his character. Um, let's talk more about Haley then. Okay. Haley, from the beginning, she kind of bugged me. I think a big thing that jumped out for me is that for different emotions, her face literally does not change. Her face is always her neutral expression. Like, when she smiles, the only thing that changes is the, is the background, right? If she's surprised, her eyes widen just a little bit, but they don't do anything. So, yeah, you can understand how I feel about that. Um, with Haley's character, Outlaw, it's a good thing. I really wish they did record a track of Outlaw. Or maybe they did, except I was playing with audio off, as most of the chapters when I was reading them was like 1am, so... Um, but yeah, with Haley, absolutely crazy my emotions towards her. She killed someone, stuffed them in the back of the car, right? And because John Toll is such an amazing character, he jumped in and just was like, yo, for your future, for your safety, I will take the blame and pretend I killed him, putting me into this practically life sentence way in prison. So, I mean, Haley, the fact that she didn't even stop him, she, the fact that she didn't own up to it, she is a character type which very much annoys me. However, it's always a really good in these stories to have that sort of character in there because, you know, it's more of a twist villain there and it makes the story much more exciting and a lot more shocking for the reader. But, 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 the way they played her off was just so weird because Haley, she lived, well, sort of, whilst John told just kind of um, flew off a plane Literally. I think for John Tull, this quote fits him very well. The quote being, give a man a plane ticket, he'll fly for a couple of hours. For a man off a plane, he'll fly for the rest of his life. Which I think is a very fritting phrase for the end of Most Wanted. However, with Haley, she lives, gets put into prison. If you ask me, she should have died. 
I mean, she did die, but she should have died first. And John Tell, we could have gotten a... You know, what would have been nice is if John Tell lived and we could he could develop into an actual good character in book two. You know? Uh, it's just... Oh, God. I... Haley's character is one that really annoys me. She seems really bratty and full of herself. A way I feared I might become because of my upbringing. But no, I uh, understood that that was not the way to go. So I am how I am now. I simp for fictional characters, which is great. Um, but yeah, with Haley, she does not appeal to me. She's not a villain which I simp for. Um, you know, the villains that I simp for are the good villains. Um, I'm looking at you, Aaron. Just putting that out there. Let's go into some of the sort of main characters, but kind of side characters, but I don't even know what to call them. Alyssa, you've got um, Alyssa, yeah, um, you've got Cassandra, and then you've also got the brown-haired guy who pops up in every single book. There's no discernible personality there, except is Cassandra perhaps... Could she be a love interest for Sam? I'd kind of be into that. And could a love interest for Dave be the guy that pops up everywhere? Because, you know, at this point, they pops up so many times. Can they actually, like, you know, get a good character for once? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't have much to say on their behalf. So I'm just going to move on. <laughs> um, Let me move on to Sam and Dave. The reason I'm not touching up on the crew members is because I personally don't like them that much and I don't know much about their characters and that's why I'm not going to be talking about them because I don't even know their names. So, peace. Um, so Sam and Dave, let's go into Sam first. Oh my god, I love Sam so much. She is a queen and we stan this queen right here. She is badass. She is not afraid to get what she wants. She is fighting for justice, which just about shows how much of a brilliant character she is. She deserves the love she gets. She deserves more. She deserves a book too. I would personally read book two just for Sam and that would be it. Sam is such a good character. I cannot get over that. She is really well thought out. And how she slowly starts to sort of... You know, her relationship with Dave is absolutely so well planned. And I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. Absolutely brilliant. She plays her way off so well and the fact that even if you don't select premium outfits with her she still everyone understands it and it's not even a big deal if you don't pick it because people are just like oh yeah that's that's normal she she's like that so honestly sam is such an amazing character so badass honestly in terms of character development she does have that character development that i like she starts off not exactly a likable character. And then, you know, as you start to understand her backstory, she has reasons for the way she acts. She fights for justice. She, you know, she was in the Marshal. Um, you know, she is the OG Marshal. Cassian cannot beat her. I'm sorry. That's just the truth. I am stating the facts. Um, then you've also got the, you know, good John Tull killed her boss thing. You know, you've got that relationship and everything is just so well thought out. And I absolutely 
Alright, we got a very good interruption there. Made me happy, but still was very rude interruptions and not the best thing for my podcast. So, let's get into the final character which I haven't talked about. Dave Ray's Ray's. Ooh, I don't know how you say his name, but Dave. Not gonna lie, I don't love him. I feel like a lot of people really, really like his character and just really, you know, like his personality. I myself, not so much. I I appreciate him being there because if he wasn't there, obviously the story would be a bit messed up because then you would lose that dynamic between Sam and him. However, the big thing is um, I don't ship Sam and Dave. It's crazy. I don't ship Sam and Dave. <laughs> it's mad. It's absolutely mad. I'm pretty sure it's canon. It's gotta be. Because, like, you know, characters like Cassandra, they're just like, yo. So, um, you and Dave are thing. So, they just pop up like that. But I feel like my ship is never going to happen. But I ship Damien and Dave. <laughs> I ship Damien and Dave. Damien Nazario from Perfect Match and Dave Reyes. Reyes. Does anyone actually know how to pronounce his last name? Because I don't. So if someone could tell me, that would be great. Because um, me being stupid, I don't know a thing. So it's all a bit of a mess. So Damien X Dave. Hear me out. They're both very, you know... They're both, like, detectives. They're both very strong, powerful figures. And it's absolutely brilliant. And we just love... But I love both characters. Damien more than Dave. Dave, he constantly gets on my nerves. Like, I like the flirty characters, but Dave is just a step too far. Also, he's got this weird thing going on with his lips. I don't know what to say is happening with them. But something weird is happening. It's like this weird sort of penny-sized gap in his mouth. And it's just very, very concerning. You know, I finished this segment thinking I was done with characters, but then I realised there was one really annoying character, which Pixel very practically guilt shames you into getting. That dog. That dog. You get so much connection with it, and it's a really well-introduced pet, whereas, like, the Royal Romance Corgi's just like, I found a homeless Corgi, please take it! Whereas this one, it's actually, you know, it's kind of thought out. You've got John Tull's trailer and all that jazz. But this dog just, like, practically guilts you into getting it. Like, it's got no owner, it's kind of just casually fell in the sea, you know? Um, and it's just like, oh... Get this dog. I don't want the dog. And I didn't get the dog. But you have no idea how bad I felt not getting that dog. Also because Dave was so happy with it and I thought maybe this might actually be a good Dave character arc. It wasn't. Um, well, I didn't... Okay. In all fairness, I didn't get the dog. So I don't know the outcome. But I don't think it'd be any different. Dave's not, like, devastated when he gets rid of the dog. Except, the thing is, the dog goes, like, to, like, the pound or something if you don't get him. So, you're sort of there thinking, why wouldn't you take this dog that would probably really help you out? Can, like, someone explain? Just please? You know, it would be greatly appreciated. Thanks. Thank you. Plot-wise, Most Wanted was very good. 
I was intrigued by the storyline from the beginning, despite going in and out of, like, big moods of playing it. It wasn't anything special to me when I first started, but then when I came back to it after, like, two years and, you know, picked it up again, it was very interesting for me, and it was a storyline that I really liked. I think it was mainly for the twists with Tal and Haley. But then you've also got, you know, the character development with uh, Sam and Dave, which I get it, it falls into character development tab, but it's a very good thing, which I like about this book. However, this first book feels like a very much an establishing book, a book which established this is a situation and the characters, and then setting it up for a book two. However, we need that book two. Because if we get a book two, it would actually make sense for you to continue with book one. Then it would sort of be a good length story and it would not, the first book wouldn't feel like it's just there to tell you. So this is Sam and this is Dave. So I feel like you'd need a book two to kind of explain a lot. It's very complicated and I'm confused as heck. It's a mess with book two. No one's, No one knows when it's coming back. And I can't tell you when it's coming back because I don't know. So that's all I can say on the subject, really, because I don't know. What I can say is, can you guys please stop harassing Pixelberry for it? Because in post what you're supposed to be talking about, I don't know, the latest Baby Bump chapter or something, you guys are going on about asking about the Most Wanted sequel. They've told you they're working on it, but they're currently making other things. We can't tell them to do things right now. We can't, we can't control them. As much as they appreciate the fandom's input to stories... We can't straight up say, hey, don't release Na um, The Nanny Affair Book 2. Don't release Baby Bump Book 2. No, make Most Wanted. And, you know, the fandom does not have that control over Pixelbearer. We have some influence, you know. For, I think the biggest influence was probably who dies in Open Heart. It's very clear that Bobby was not supposed to die. Very clear. I know I'm getting into open heart now, but I just want to establish why we should not be treating Pixelberry the way we are. Um, you know, sometimes it works. So, like, for, with Bobby as an example, Bobby's sprite face is used as the same face for the priest in the scene, which you would not do that if that was the case. However, if you look back at Save the Date, then you've also got Save the Date chapter 15, I want to say, but I think it's 13, in Lindsay's dress shop thing. Um, a customer uses the same sprite face as Lindsay, which is so confusing, and sometimes Pixelberry just does that, they somehow include the same character in the same scene, so that might be the case, but also I think the fandom has a massive influence on Pixelberry, just putting that out there. But at times that we can't, but at times we can't tell them what to straight up do, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes Pixelberry just needs to earn money. The easy way. I get it. These are, uh, these older books, they probably take a lot of time to produce, a lot of effort to make. So Blades is a very good book, and I honestly wouldn't mind waiting around so that they will create a good sequel rather than just them making something really sloppy. So with Most Wanted, they're not doing anything about it, and I understand that they really should be. And let's be real, if Pixelberry were ma remaking some of their old books or like, making book twos for Hero, Most Wanted, um, as a fan, um, not a fan, what was it, a person told me on IG, they just straight up went to me and thought that Pixar would make more money if they focused on their old books. So, it's a bit crazy, because they would, let's be real. But then, 
the whole thing is, is that we can't control it. We can't, it's their company and it's up to them what they decide to do. I just parted my hair and I really like it for some reason. So if you hear weird hair movement, that's me. Um, but yeah, with Most Wanted, I understand that it's on hiatus and I'm not the type of person who would arrest them for a book two. I never would. Pixelberry's doing amazing work as of now and I don't need a book two on my hands. I don't need it. It wasn't a book which I completed immediately, which goes to show that it wasn't my favourite book on the planet, but still was an incredibly good book, and it's a choices book regardless, that had a storyline that intrigued me in the end. And I spent diamonds on it, so that means I want a book two much more than I want a book two for the nanny affair or something. What is up with the nanny affair book two? They could have just left it there. They didn't have to go into a whole book two storyline. It would have been fine. This one chapter's book I read called um, Asking for Trouble. You can either end with marrying the love interest or marrying basically chapter's version of Duke Richards. Um, and, you know, then they just left it there. If you married the chapter's version of Duke Richards, you married him. You, you know, there isn't a book two for it because you don't need it. You don't need a book two of the nanny affair because it's, the story's already done. You've left it at a closing point, whereas let's take Distant Shores, because I'm one of those people who needs a Distant Shores book too. I don't get it. They left it on a deliberate cliffhanger, which was the nanny affair. Bam! They've closed the story there. But then, they, they require a book too? Excuse me? They do not need to do that. It's... They're really, really, really weird for me, and incredibly, incredibly frustrating. So y'all, <laughs> I finished making this episode. So I mean, hat on the back, hat, hat on the back. Oh, for God's sake. So I finished making a podcast episode. So, you know, clap on the back for me. Amazing work there, Hazel. But I mean, if you enjoyed this episode, you know, you can watch my other ones as well. You know, if you feel like it, you know, if you just, you know, hit with the sudden dose of inspiration you need to live a good life contact me on my social medias i am mindless yesterday zero on all platforms and was originally bertrand's sexy eyebrows so if you're confused i don't blame you anyways without further ado bye